Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 169. Nice. Brew Brothers. Brews Brothers or Brew Brothers? What is it? Plural. Brews. Brews. God, that sounds sounds absolutely terrible. It's poor grammar. Brews Brothers. I think it's like Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers, yeah. Right, I'll my, play. My thought, exactly. Uh, featuring Social Distance from Centerpoint and All Together from... Two Toms. Two Toms. Toms. With your host, Dustin. Pale. Saf. And Keith. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'd like to invite you guys to check out our Threadless shop. We have two new COVID-19 t-shirt designs up there. Uh, my fa- personal favorite is the We Are Here Together. I ordered this t-shirt and cannot wait till it arrives. I'll wear it the day I get it, and I'll probably wear it as long as it's clean until the day it shreds apart. Uh, it is your favorite Digo hosts wearing our protective uh, equipment, our personal protective equipment. Uh, the design was meant to include all types of PPE that people are using in this time of need. Uh, anything from uh, goggles to shields to handkerchiefs, uh, anything like that. Uh, we like to represent everybody and anybody who's using those type of things. Uh, the proceeds of this t-shirt sale uh, for both designs will be going 100% towards the No Kids Hunger Foundation. Uh, we at Drinking Geek Out appreciate the ongoing support and we would like to give back to the community uh so go over to threadless.com slash uh drink in uh geek out to check out the designs uh especially the two new designs uh that are we are here together and anything related to covid uh your support would be fantastic and the community will love you uh so i appreciate your time thank you very much and signing out i'll put clown music in there because the show is for the clowns <laughs> all right hello everyone welcome this is episode 169 this is our bruise brothers not the blues brothers do not be confused there's no harmonica here we're not doing any of that stuff and i did not see one black suit at all well you watched it on 1.5 speed so i don't think you saw (laughs) (laughs) anything. i probably missed it if it happened I think I missed like everything. <laughs> everything, yeah, pretty much. Gosh. A couple, uh, couple things, not the characters' names or the plot, but no. All right, so this came out on Netflix last Friday, right? The eleventh, it came out, or the tenth of April. Yes, probably multiple Fridays ago. Yes. Well, yeah, multiple Fridays when this comes out, but it came out April tenth. On Netflix. So if you haven't checked it out yet, you're missing out or you don't have Netflix turned on. Luckily, I turned Netflix on for Ozarks and this just happened to be available next. So we went ahead and uh, did that. Uh, I think Saf was the first of us to finish it. Yeah, it was my suggestion. I don't know if it was a good suggestion, but I figured it's a show about beer. We should probably watch it. Yeah, sure. I, I like the league. Yeah. It was a quick watch. Uh, for, it wasn't very long. Well, yeah, you watch it twice. <laughs> yeah, it's the speed. I finished it in about twenty-five minutes. <laughs> I watched every episode at once on different devices. <laughs> I put a bunch of incognito mode screens up on my computer, 
I had like six tablets like set up just playing different episodes at once. I upgraded my Netflix to multiple view accounts just so I can watch go. this. <laughs> How many devices would you like? Eight. Eight devices. <laughs> All right. So can somebody tell me about the Spruce Brothers? Sure. Keith. Two rival brothers must work together to keep their brewery in business, but shenanigans keep foaming up in their company of chaos, excuse me, with their company, with chaos. Uh, Bruce Brothers was actually created by Real Brothers as well, who are working together for the first time. Executive producer Jeff Schaefer wrote for Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and The League, as well as screenplays for Eurotrip, Bruno, and The Dictator. His brother, Greg Schaefer, worked on Mad About You, Veronica's Closet, That 70s Show, and Lab Rats. Some big names there. Mm-hmm. I thought Bruno and The Dictator were mostly improvised movies, but yeah, I guess somebody did write the situation. Enter stage left. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the opening line here says, beer, a wise man once said that beer makes you feel the way you ought to feel without beer. Rather interesting. Which we should review our first beer. Ooh. Before we talk about the episode. Upon the opening line, we have our opening beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. beer. Right there on the can. It's, or the glass. It's beer. In German. Because this apparently is Belgian-style TV shows. All right, so. You got a center point glass. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right, so with this whole COVID situation going on, uh, as we talked about uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, we're still doing our part to help out the local craft brew scene, trying to make sure that they stay afloat, uh, especially some of the breweries that we are not too much a fan of. But I digress. Um, one of the things that they did a couple weeks ago, as soon as there was the this not a couple weeks ago, I guess it's a couple months ago at this point. Um, when there was that stay at home order and they needed to do social distancing, a couple of the breweries like got together and decided to, uh, create this, uh, foundation or whatever. And I have it right here. Uh, this indie independent relief fund. I'll go into that a little bit later. Uh, but one of the things that they did is they got a bunch of breweries together. And so this was Centerpoint. Uh, Daredevil Brewing, Sun King, Fountain Square, Sugar Creek Malt Company, Andy Highbinds, Andy Box, and Manon Beverage. So it was a collaboration. So only, what, four of those are breweries? They kind of worked together to create this product. Someone donated the cans, uh, the hops, the yeast, or whatever. And Centerpoint, uh, they brewed it. And they came up with the name Social Distance because of everything that's going on. So in front of my, me and Seth, we do have the can or cans, plural, of the pale ale from Social Distance. Uh, and, all the hunter, and all the proceeds uh, for this can go to the uh, Indie Independent Relief Fund. If you want to go check them out. Oh, uh, crap. Uh, there's a website. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, a website, uh, IndieIRF.com. Top microphone. said it's on the back of me. Did I mess up all that? <laughs> uh, I didn't hear you. It was at the tail end. Yeah, I could just cut you completely yeah. out now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> price. <laughs> the price you pay. All right, what, you guys uh, put up my shit too much. 
<laughs> uh, have it any other way. What's that other beer you guys have? The altogether. The altogether. I think somebody typed up in here. The altogether IPA is. Yeah, there you go. Pale's got the the can. He's showing it to you. It's a gem of IPA with a crazy blend of eight hops. Azaka, Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, Idaho, Gem, Laurel, and Simcoe. And this whole altogether thing is a worldwide open-ended beer collab hosted by Other Half, Stout Collective, and Craft Peak to support the enormous amount of hospitality workers laid off during this difficult time. It says they're donating 100% of the proceeds to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. We intentionally kept the recipe simple so that every brewer that wants to do it can do it. Keep an eye out for versions from over 500 breweries worldwide, all working together to help others in need. Visit altogether.beer for all the details and a list of all the breweries involved. Collect them all. And Two Toms is all the proceeds that he is doing. And he put, of course, his own little twist on it to make it more like a Two Toms beer, that hazy style IPA. Um, all the proceeds are going to the Fort Wayne Bar and Brewery Relief here in town, which is pretty cool. Very cool. I found out he was the only one in Fort Wayne. I misspoke. Trouble is not doing this. But it's really neat if I went to the Altogether Beer website and there are, as they said, over 500 breweries around the world, Australia, Germany, France, I think I saw on there. It's just all these different countries. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's up to like 600 in some now. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. The can says we are all in this together, hosted by Other Half Brewing. Makes me think that they kind of got the, the recipe started and got people on board to make this beer that's right yeah, speaking of what it says in the can i'll just jump ahead and do this as well uh on the side so on the front of the can we just have the indiana logo uh with the social, the distance, social in there. distance yeah and it says to serve those who serve us we have come together and donate 100 of the ingredients packing and labor to make this beer so that 100 of every cent will go directly to hospitality professionals impacted by the 2020 pandemic and the just has all the the list of breweries and everything that are on the can. And it's funny. Oh, no. Oh, no. We might have to take a look at this logo and compare it to our I know, shirt. I saw that, too. <laughs> they might have ripped us off. <laughs> I didn't know if it, it was them or you. No, I've never seen that before. Wow. And I don't know what it's for. I don't know either, but wow. I mean, we do have hops at the edges of our logo, but we do f- f- F's in chat, please. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so this can was donated by Daredevil Brewing. Mm-hmm. So you can see that it is a actually a liftoff IPA with a sticker covering it up with all the information for this beer. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Nice. Um, and it is an American pale ale with Indiana malt and lemon drop citra and Chinook hops in the boil with lemon drop and Amarillo in the dry hop. Five, 5.5% ABV and 40 IBU which I forgot to look up. 40 IBUs is the 40-year-old version. I should have known that. You should have, since you're a 40-year-old version. <laughs> <laughs> Either of those. 
<laughs> Neither of those things. I mean, if you look at us, minus yeah. the robot picture to my right. <laughs> no, that's pretty accurate. So <laughs> <laughs> that's about how his room looked with like the the posters and stuff and all the Funko Pops. Yeah, just, I just don't see the little like the little D and D like characters. That he paints by hand. <laughs> yeah. Just, yes. My tabletop bet- figures. Keep them out of this. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to close down my view, my camera. I don't want this shit. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to open up the color thing so I can tell you what the color of this beer actually is. But my computer is going real slow. Hmm. Well, hold it up. I'll, I can tell. I have it open. I don't know. I'm sure the camera doesn't do it justice, but... I mean, I my, my camera would see. be the better one. Yeah, I was going to say, Saf, yours looks so light, and Dustin, yours is definitely more copper. This is bright looking. Well, mine's bright, bright because I have two LED lights pointing at it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't have any lights in this room. Ours is hazy. It's almost... Is it light? Caramelly colored. Yeah, it's almost like a Blanca shorts or Aquaman scales. Okay, that's about right where I was. Yeah, it's about a ten or eleven, to be honest. Up in the light, it's more of like a like a Clyde's ghost. But I mean, if we're if we're being honest, probably ten or eleven. That works. I'm sniffing the hell out of it, and trying to see what it smells like. Yeah, I'm sniffing it. You're a, yeah. <laughs> See, this is better with cameras. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually keep me honest. It's, it has that pale ale-like smell. I was going to say, say it smells like the inside of a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like this There's like this weird, I don't want to say weird taste with pale ales. Like traditional pale ales, it's just like this, this taste, this smell. And that's like... All that I'm getting from this, I'm not getting anything mm-hmm. lemony in that. No, maybe a little lemon because the the lemon hot, but it's it, I mainly just taste like the Chinook, honestly, or smell the Chinook. Yeah, Sorry, I'm not just, tasting it yet. My half gone can. It tastes like an IPA, but a little sweeter. It's not as hoppy, right? It's very. I, I guess we could say it's multi. Like it's not really fruity. Yeah. I get a little bit of like almost like a lemon rind, not so much the citrus. Right, yeah. Like the outside of the lemon. Lemon zest. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Because it's more like the bitter flavor than the tart flavor or the sour. Um, so on untapped, this beer has 16 check ins. So for it selling out in 24 hours, nobody's really rated it, but it's got 3.96 atoms out of five. I am looking at the different one than you, because I have 60 ratings on mine. I just went to the Centerpoint one. Yeah, I'm looking at Centerpoint Brewing Company, Social Distance, Pale Ale. Hmm. And there's been 60 ratings, 67 total check-ins. Let's see if I can find a different one. And this one, I think it's pretty similar. It has a 3.81 atoms. Oh, yeah. I see the yours. 
It doesn't have all the info. This is like somebody's personal random one. Okay, so let's let's go with the center point and like, this one actually has the ABVs, the IBUs, and like the details. But there's less people checking it in under that one for some. Yeah, twenty-two total check-ins, sixteen ratings, <laughs> three point nine six. Okay, we'll check it in here. We'll do, we'll do this right. We'll get this one to trend a little bit. <laughs> um, it does kind of taste as it smells. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing extreme about it. Uh, nothing that's gonna catch you by surprise. You are getting what you're expecting, and it's definitely worth the price. It was like ten dollars for a six, mm-hmm. and it all hundred percent goes to the relief fund. So that's awesome. Uh, I bought mm. two of them. Nice. And I didn't get stingy with you, Saf. I actually bought two: one for me and one for a friend. Sure. <laughs> I'm not your friend. I hear you. Oh, <laughs> Someone I work with asked me to pick it up because the closest one to him was a half hour away. Mm. So Fair. I, ju- I, didn't, I didn't know that you couldn't get it when I got mine. Yeah. I shouldn't have waited till Friday. I was like, I'll go Friday afternoon, get lunch, and pick up a thing and I was like before I even went to bed on Thursday it was already sold out. <laughs> yeah. Um so John D on Untapped says light um light bready malt touch of sweetness happy to be supporting local hospitality workers and gave it a three and a half. Uh Brian H says smooth, easy drinking uh better yet hundred percent of the proceeds go directly to the hospitalities pros who are hurting right now. I don't know if that's properly how you're supposed to say that, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> can donated by Liftoff, Salad Beer, really good cause, everyone buy. Well, we can't. Can't. Ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check out that other one to see if there's any uh, anything else. Someone said America and gave it a Five out of five. This is Dan R. Like the cause, three and a half. It's for a great cause, three and a quarter. Three and a half, three, three and a quarter. Not a whole lot of people Bye, pal. saying anything. <laughs> um, I'm So I'm checking it in right now. Bill's going <laughs> to miss out on my beautiful because ch- he just left the chat. Uh, I'm giving it a 3.75 uh, because I think it's good. But there's nothing too, um, what I want to say, original about it. Like none of the lemon flavor or any of those bonus flavors it says are coming through. But it's a nice pale with a little malty and sweet like uh, these other people were saying. So I think it's pretty good. Not uh, blow your shirt off amazing. I'm actually going to take a picture and check it in type of thing. Oh, hey, pal. So give me a second. I wasn't prepared. I was using the computer to look it up, uh, but I'll check it in and use my phone because that's the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Can't check it in on your computer. Well, I can't <laughs> upload the picture. It just wouldn't make any sense. Uh, I, too, am gonna just going to go ahead and give it a 375 while we're talking about it. Um. Let me edit this a little bit. Damn, this is an ugly picture. <laughs> professional photo photographer here there you go uh it's 
not overly fantastic, uh, but 100% would drink again. It's it's a pale ale. It's what it is. I'm not a big fan of just regular pale ales. I usually just kind of stick away with them. I like things that are a little bit hoppier, but this has a pretty good flavor to it. It's also for a good cause. I try not to make that part of the reason why I, you know, I rated it, mm-hmm. even though it's fantastic. Uh, you know, cause I just don't know if um, a uh, the the lemon head and the citra and the chinook just kind of worked well. Um, and then the Armorillo dry hopping. I don't know. The combination just doesn't suit, doesn't do it for me. Yeah. It's a weird combination and it, I don't know if it works hundred percent, but it's still definitely drinkable. Right. Um, and before we jump to the next beer, I just want to little, read this a little bit off the website itself. Uh, the Indian Indie Independent Relief Fund was registered as a nonprofit organization on March 19, 2020, dedicated to serve those who serve us. The IIRF's immediate goal is to aid in providing food and supply to those displaced by COVID-19. The goal of the fund is to continually generate funds through the production and sale of charity beers and events, which will then be donated to any service industry worker in need due to health, financial, or personal reasons. The story so far, March 20th, in collaboration with Centerpoint, social distance was created uh, through the help of all those companies and breweries that I previously mentioned before, uh, which means 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the IIRF. As of April 2020, other Indiana breweries started brewing beers for industry relief series. First up, Grand Junction with their Beer Essential, which I have. Uh, I don't have it yet. It's not available till April 30th. Uh, pre-ordered. This, yeah, pre-ordered it. Uh, and Saf is definitely getting some of it. Yay! Uh, this was made his friend. Because friend. Uh, this was made possible <laughs> due to donations from the Sugar Creek Malt Company, Crazy Horse Hops, and Banan Beverage. All the breweries participating have decided to donate eighty to one hundred percent of their sales. That's shitty, but okay. Um. <laughs> And then it says January 2021, the in uh, service industry ball deal detailed to come. I would like to go to that. If I can, I would like to go to that. Even though I'm not in the service industry, I think I would like to go to that still. Uh, to go outside. Yeah. Um, I They have t-shirts. I'm going to buy one of these t-shirts. Um, yeah, they're like $15 and uh, it goes to yep. this thing. Yep, absolutely. And I'm going to see what I can do to uh, be a part of this or, you know, provide something. I just don't want to throw money at it. I'd rather mm-hmm. buy beer, proceeds go there, or donate my time in something. But if you want mm-hmm. more details on this website, uh, it's just IndieIRF.com. They also have a Twitter uh, and all that jazz. So I'm going to turn it over to Keith and Pale for the other thing. Now, other beer, sorry. Other thing. The other thing. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Pale. I think we already described the can, mostly. We did that earlier. So uh, uh, I saw on the altogether.beer website that they uh, they put the label out there for these breweries who are making this beer to use and then like edit a side portion of it to put like your own logo on it and stuff. Yep. So that's that can looks like that. 
Yep. So pale, if you hold yours up to the screen there, you can see it's got um, the two toms too, except, well, that's very pixelated. (laughs) It's pixelated and bright, but it's got the green uh, two toms with the little twos in the background and the big two right in the middle there to distinguish that it's two toms version, which is pretty cool. Uh, The color of this beer, pale, what would you say? Um, If you have that list up or not. Yeah, let me take a look. While he's I think looking, it's ri- while he's looking at that. Sorry. Did you have the ABVs and the IBUs for that? Yes, I thought that was listed. It is six point five percent ABV and no IBUs listed since it just came out two days ago. Okay. Two days ago, it was just released as of this recording. Two days ago. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we get the geek reference out, but yeah. Damn. I couldn't find anything on it. Untapped doesn't have it listed, and he didn't have it on his website, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't see it. So, Pale, what do you think? I think it's pretty light. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe uh, Scorpion or Tails Tail, like a four or five. Based on this video, I was going to say Scorpion as well. Yeah, I I was going to say Harry Snitch. (laughs) (laughs) You you just wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I could maybe go that way. No. <laughs> maybe, if I, maybe if I poured your beer into my beer, we would get Harry Snitch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go, Scorpion. Scorpion. I'm, yeah, Scorpion. I'm that. Uh, speaking of Scorpion, during this time he says, "Don't get over here." <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I Stay away from me. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Get out of here. <laughs> Get over here. Well, looking at untapped for altogether for two toms, as we just said, it just came out. Uh, there's 43 ratings on here. And overall, it has a 4.21 average. So it's rated pretty high out of the 43 people that have ranked it. I have two friends. That have tried this. One is Keith's, but I'm not going to spoil that. Don't don't you? <laughs> and then Patrick Doherty gave it a four and a quarter. He said, "Great beer. Glad I made the drive." Oh, he shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, he's from Indy, and he drove up, and he he got a lot of the two Tom's beers. I was surprised to see him check it in last night. I'm like, wait, you don't live here? I'm actually looking at the other half. Um, all together on Untapped, and they only have Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Cask. But two times you eight different hops, so they kind of changed the recipe. It seems. Like. Yes, he said he wanted to put eight in there because of the eight employees that he has. He said a hop oh, for every employee. Cute. I think oh, I read that, that. That's sweet. And I will say, not quite getting into my review yet, but those eight hops do blend very well together. You'd think it'd be like overly hoppy, but it's not. Have you guys heard of Laurel Hop? No, but I've heard Yanni? of I've heard of Yanni <laughs> Hop. <laughs> I was gonna say Laurel. Uh, Laurel, Laurel Lance Hop. <laughs> I don't know any Laurels. I know Dinah. I know Yanni. I don't know. <laughs> but no, no, I haven't heard of that. What some of the other people are saying: nice citrus flavor, light and crisp, thick enough head on it. That it could hold a canoe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the hell does that even mean? I don't know. 
You could float on top of this beer. You should be able to float a canoe on anything, regardless of your smell. You could float on water. The head is so thick. (laughs) Um, Citrusy and crisp, light grassy presence and mildly bitter. This is quite gluggable. (laughs) Glug. Gluggable. Thanks, Steve. Um, Everybody else is just checking it in. They don't know how to type or spell. So I pulled up Laurel Hop. The aroma profile of Laurel Laurel Aryani has been described as a super noble hop with its wonderful floral and herbal notes, followed by a backdrop of citrus and earthy character. A touch of sweet, fruity aroma rounds out this well-balanced hop. It's pretty well-rounded. Is that what your review is going to say? I'm just going to copy and paste. (laughs) (laughs) Keith, are you drinking this yet? Yeah. Can't you see what? Yeah, we waited an hour. What for the hell? <laughs> of course, we finished. He's already had one yesterday or one before. I checked it in yesterday and I got about, I stopped for a little bit. So I'm down three fourths of the way. So I'm almost done. What's it smell like? Definitely hoppy. Hops, citra, laurely. Laurely. <laughs> Just found out that that was a hop today, but we know what it smells like. <laughs> I, I, I can pick it out. I can, I can find it now. <laughs> now that you read the description, I know exactly what I asked. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but yeah, it's d- definitely citrusy and a, a usual hazy IPA, typical smell. I know for the taste, pale. The taste is, uh, I'm getting pretty smooth up front. Almost light, a light creamy style. I don't know what you're getting. Very creamy, very citrusy, smooth. Uh, there's a little bit of like a bitter hop at the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not any. It's not anything like 450 North. Thank goodness. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a little more enjoyable. More enjoyable for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. It feels light enough that you can, as the guy said, gluggable. Um, you can definitely crush this pretty easily. Yeah, I'm digging it for sure. You have a shovel. Oh. It got pretty foamy, like at the top, because I was like, yeah, so, twirling it. So, can you float a so, canoe on it? I think so. Cool. I could probably. Yeah, it floated my face as I had to take my first sip. <laughs> it looks like there's stuff floating in it, but it might just be the pixels on Pills camera. Yeah, it's the, pretty yeah, well filtered. Like, it's very filtered. Yeah, you yeah, can't that see is much. stuff. I can't see any. Nothing on the bottom, so I don't know. Just maybe it was brewed like very well. Well, I can go ahead and give you my ranking if you want to work on yours, pal. I gave it a four and a half. I said a great light, hazy, eight hopped IPA. Uh, as I said earlier, the hops blend very well from not being overly bitter, and it keeps the beer smooth and a bit citrusy. Um, it just it blends well, and, and as Pale was saying, it doesn't really burn the ever-living shit out of your throat when you drink it, so it's not that hoppy. Um, but it definitely has that hop, typical hot bitterness at the end, but it's creamy, smooth, citrusy, and all for a great cause. And like a typical Two Toms hazy IPA, it's really good. So I gave it four and a half. Pale. I uh, just checked in. said uh, four and a quarter atoms. <laughs> um, basically everything that Keith said uh, very drinkable uh, smooth 
the blend of hops go really well together. I don't really get like any one of them to like stick out the most, but probably uh, probably the Citra would be like the most that stands out to me. Um, I was hoping you would just read the description for Laurel again. As you read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I should have. Damn it. I should just re- I should read Keith's review from the, from the other night. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Oh, that was not Keith. That, that was that my was original. me stole my review." <laughs> um, but yes, I'm a I'm a big fan of this. Big fan of two toms in general. They make d- very delicious beers all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, they just need to get on the Indiana City level. Yeah, they need to get on their label. Label level. Yeah, they do. That one that he just did, the hey, Sonic Haze or something, whatever it was called, that one looked really cool. Yeah. It sold out. I saw it. I got the notification, put my phone down, and came back the next day, and it was sold out, and I should have reserved it when I had the chance. So I missed out on the hypersonic daydream. The hypersonic, that's what's called. Yeah, and then I think on Monday he's releasing his next in the two Toms in the Tom series, uh, four twenty, Tommy Chong or whatever. Nice. Uh, so he's putting one of those out. I think on Monday at four four twenty. It should be at four twenty on four twenty. Yeah, you might as well. Four twenty, four twenty. Does it have a hemp in it? It didn't say. Oh, you better not get tested in the description. Uh, I'll probably go Monday, pick up four pack. Good, good. Yeah. All right. So overall, I think that these social distance related beers have been pretty good, right? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting uh, many more of them, especially the one in Grand Junction. Until next time, drink up and geek out. There we go. We're done. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. We have a show to talk about. Oh, we have a show. <laughs> yeah. If you were here an hour and a half. all right back to the show i just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on twitter and instagram at drink in geek out you can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website drinkingeekout.com you can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com if you like what you hear please take a second to rate review and subscribe on apple podcast the google play store or wherever you get your podcasts we also have a patreon where you can get some fun bonus content find us there at patreon.com backslash drink in geek out and now back to the show bruise brothers all right so that i'm actually going to play the 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 blues brothers intro as the intro to this just because um, Blues Brothers or the Bruise Brothers? The Blues Brothers. All right. So there are eight episodes. Yeah. Yep. So the episode titles are not really beer related, but definitely show topic related. So the Brothers Rodman uh, recreate the Opus Taste of Van Nuys. I never understood why that was pronounced that way. I don't know. Uh, Monk Monday, LA's best nose, Laszlo Sauna, Cracked Wall, and The Trink. Do you remember any of those episodes, Bill? Most of them. Okay. (laughs) Did you guys enjoy the show overall? 
It took a while for it to get started because they had the Duke character development as yeah. usual. And of course, the two brothers are just weird to begin with. It's just, I don't know, but the whole casting thing. I think it blended a little bit better better as it got towards the end, but it was kind of rough to begin with. Um, I'm curious. I'm invested in the story now since I've watched the eight episodes. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll see where this goes. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ended so. with a little cliffhanger, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious what happens now, even though I don't really like either of these two guys. Uh, mm-hmm. They were almost too charactery and not realistic enough to be yeah, like exactly. the main characters. Yeah. It, yeah, they were a little bit too unbelievable. It's like, you know, how stupid, how naive, yeah. you know, really can you, can people be? I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. But I think in that first episode, and I knew it was coming. They had to do all their brewery jokes. Let's get the beer jokes out right away. And then it's just like, oh, this. And I was I was cringing mostly through that first episode. Like, God, I hope they stop this and just make it what it is. Yeah. And not try to force everything this first episode. So, yeah, I think that the show was focused around Sarah. I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah, like if it was definitely. just her show. Uh, I, agree, I agree. Yeah, I didn't like it, but I am invested in the story, so I will yeah. watch the next episodes this season. If it doesn't get any better, then I may not continue past season right. two. But like, I didn't think it was bad, but I also didn't think it was good. It was something to watch. Yeah. It wasn't anything too fantastic about it. I, I, but I liked all the side characters, like the Foundry Circle guys and Food Truck mm-hmm. Two people, and Chewy and Sarah. Just the main guys kind of bothered me. Yeah, I think, I think once I think once uh, Flula Borg came into the show, I was a little more interested, like more entertained. Um, but I agree with you guys; the main characters don't. I don't know. They don't have much like depth to the character right now, um, and maybe that's just because the season was so short. Um, but now I'm kind of interested into seeing where it goes for season two. Yeah, I did like that the storyline kind of carried out through the episodes, and it wasn't just like, "Oh, this episode ended. Let's reset and start over." No, like the mm-hmm. stuff that happened in the previous episode continues to play a part in the series, right. which is nice. You don't get that a lot in these. 30 hour comedies mm-hmm. but I was done with them talking about pissing in beer like, <laughs> that being the first two episodes I was like oh this is horrible like, I don't want to hear them talk about pissing in beer or tasting the beer or any of that yeah I think it was a little bit too unrealistic right off the bat I'm like wait the three of them and he had startup money from these two guys and you look at some of the vats that he had you know the process just the building i'm like how the hell could this guy afford it if he's that much of an idiot (laughs) like there's no way that these three guys or excuse me three people and sarah uh that there's no way that this was that he could open up this type of building, but they did say it was on a different part of town. So it was a little bit cheaper rent, but it's still all like, yeah, I can see the building not being that expensive, but all of the equipment he had, that shit's. Yeah. I mean, he did kind of make it sound like he needed help. He didn't make it sound like he got all the money from the founders club. Yeah. They probably should have started, 
you know, have him establish the brewery, build the brewery, and then you can get into the characters more than introduce his stupid brother later. It's just mm-hmm. like right off the bat, we're still trying to figure him out. And then Adam shows up out of nowhere and it's like, what the hell's going on? Who's who here? And you're trying to and figure out both characters brothers because they wouldn't be a brothers. <laughs> right. It would just been the one guy by himself. Yeah, it felt like we kind of jumped into the middle of the season and we didn't really see like, um, like, you know, like Sarah getting like the job to be manager. It was like, it kind of just started right off the bat and we didn't really get a chance to kind of get to know these characters very well. So I think that hurt the the show a little bit. Um, but as it went, it went on, it got a little bit better. Um, the story kind of unfolded more. So, I mean, it wasn't bad but it wasn't like good like Saf said it'll be interesting if that's season two because the way this first season ended now they don't have a brewery so season two could be them like build, building the brewery hiring people mm-hmm. and then all the stuff mm-hmm. that should have been in season one. but really that's what's going to happen is we're going to get back in season two and there's going to be a already yeah it'll be fully established and then we'll have to catch up yeah, yeah that's true It'll be like all new employees, and they're like, yeah. oh, shit, here we go again. Who's this? Yeah. Who's that? Well, there's no way that Chewie and the monk can run whatever they're running. So as he said right at the end of the episode, he goes, I'd rather be for you guys. So they're going to find a way to screw it up, and they'll end up coming back to it. It's Probably. just it's kind of predictable. But the other thing that bothered me, too, is just a little bit the stereotypical stuff that they did with the whole brewery scene and the beer snobs. And it's like nobody out there is like Adam at all. No, I'm like, that's a bit extreme. And there are snobs, but they're not like ruin your own business because you're that big of a stunt. Yeah. And then the the food truck people, it's like, yeah, okay, that's a little bit too free spirited. It's like (laughs) nobody's really like that. Like, come on. But well, speaking about the. Oh, go ahead, Dustin. I was going to say, speaking of these characters, we should probably do their introductions, right? Yeah. All right. So for the main characters, the four people who work in the brewery, uh, for Wilhelm Rodman, the owner and proprietor, even though those words are synonyms, (laughs) of Rodman's Brewing Company, uh, Alan Eisenberg. Eisenberg? I would say Eisenberg. Yeah, he fits the quintessential... Brewer guy, you know, beard, hat, plaid shirt. Yeah. <laughs> tries Dumb. to, tries to nice speak guy. German. Super nice guy. Don't want to be the bad nerd, guy. Nerd about beer. Yep. Uh, Adam Rodman, uh, Wilhelm's uptight brother, who's really good at brewing. I don't know why they just left it as uptight brother. Yeah. yeah. He's phenomenal. It's Mike Castle. Uh, the entire series, I just wanted to like him. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up liking him. If he didn't have to be a a-hole all the time. Yeah. There's parts of it where I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That was the last, the last episode especially. I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I can see you. Uh, Carmen Flood played Sarah, the underage manager who used to be a MMF fighter, MMA fighter, who has moments of being cute and other moments where it's like, ah, mm-hmm. she could probably kill me. <laughs> and then Chewy, the restaurant, I mean, sorry, the 
uh, employee who is worthless, pretty much. <laughs> we don't know what he does, but yeah, he, he works there. Uh, he's a life coach. Uh, Marquez Ray <laughs> is true. He also does like tech support and stuff. Yeah, tech support and, and, and sweeps the floor like three times. I think that's all he does. <laughs> he mops all of the vomit into a pile of like leaves. Oh, he takes all the spent stuff and puts it in the back closet too. <laughs> yes. All the spent grain. All the mash. The mash. Uh, a couple of reoccurring characters. Zach uh, Reno is Elvis, the kids menu food truck out back, which is a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Kids menu yeah. food truck. Mm. He uh, also has a podcast. Yeah. Called Off Book, where he improvises a whole musical every episode. Like Zach Reno does or Elvis does? Yeah, in real. Yeah, Zach Reno does subscribing right now it's pretty good <laughs> i think that's why i like that character because i'm familiar with the zachary no hmm. and then we have his partner and anana sarkis plays becky the co-owner of the food truck james earl as matt a member of rodman's brewery founders circle and mike mitchell is the plays jack and he's the other fan he also has a podcast called doughboys <laughs> and um here's a little uh behind the scenes tip or uh um he's where i got the hand-holding club from yeah it was oh. on their podcast and i stole it <laughs> nice awesome but they, they interview chain restaurants kind of like how we review the beer well, that's cool and then I really like their. Sorry, I was just going to say no, those two characters. Fine. I really like the running gag of they were skinny when they pictures <laughs> <Yes>. up <laughs> drinking all the beer. I laughed every time. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, that was you!" <laughs> like, how long ago was that? How many Jeez, years ago was that? That was May. <laughs> May. <laughs> so that is the only running joke I loved yeah, in the yeah. entire series. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, those were my two favorite characters. I, those were the brewery owners. Like, I enjoyed those two actors and characters. I thought they were way funnier. Um, and I also like the running joke of, like, anytime they need something, they add a new person to the founder yes. circle. <laughs> Everybody gets free beer. It's like, oh, here's a stapled picture of this guy now. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Flula Borg as Truffle, the monk from Belgium, who will helm is connected to the party monk yes poops out mushrooms poops out truffles hilarious oh they're not mushrooms <laughs> the truffle truffles i think i think his voice acting is a lot better than his like actual on-screen acting because he's like so like energetic and, yeah but i haven't really seen him like in anything great like if like he's when he on screen but like all his voice stuff is like really really good Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I think that's 2. He's uh, uh, he's in the Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was in uh, Trolls World Tour. Oh, you have a favorite for, movie. For just a little bit. Yeah, we watched that five times <laughs> that <laughs> weekend. Right. He's the voice. I mean, had to. He's the Might voice as well do an episode on that. Maybe on Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> yep. He's on the good place for an episode. Oh. He is I don't remember him. The mega fat CEO baby and the boss baby back in business <laughs> for ten episodes. Another Netflix show. 
Mm-hmm. He's on Silicon Valley. He's on Workaholics. You just don't know where you don't know where he is. That's the problem. That's yeah, yeah that's the problem. Pops up as a minor character in many things. He's definitely a character actor. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. plays a particular role. Funny, but he is hilarious. Like uh, he's a has a couple interviews that he's done on Conan that is just fantastic. Yes. Oh, that's he wears his fanny Conan. pack. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a- He's great. <laughs> I saw Conan is doing like at home interviews, yep. like kind of like what we're doing. Um, yeah, I, wa- I watched a few. Yeah, I've seen it, a couple. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really awesome idea just to keep his show going. Well, speaking of Netflix, you know the show Tiger King? Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh-huh. additional episode afterwards, Joel McHale recorded that from home. He just had uh, one hour phone calls with every single person that he was interviewing. And then they spliced it together and made that final episode or whatever. I never watched that one. I didn't either. I think I haven't watched it, but I think there's a character called Saf in it. There is. So unfortunately, once like people start S. hearing your name, they'll be like, oh, that's from Tiger King. No, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Way to be unoriginal, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so there's a, a listing here for the beer menu, but the yeah. funny thing about the beer menu is what happens afterwards <laughs> with the beer. That's menu. one of my favorite moments from the show yeah. when they <laughs> make the, the job duties board or something. Uh, yes. the, the organization board or something <laughs> or yeah, it's the organization board, I believe what it's called or the organ board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So on oh, this, uh, what? What? Is that where you like look for an organ? Oh Jesus! Okay, so just forget, forget him. Uh, so the, for the beer menu, these names are fucking hilarious. All right. So I copied down. I uh, I wrote down every episode what the beers' names were, and I, so these are all from me. And I like I skipped duplicates, so I didn't write the same one down four times. It was on there four times. Yeah. So they're very uh, in the the first episode. Uh, Keith was making like a, a stink about the dick jokes, but I thought the dick jokes were pretty funny. But yeah. maybe that's just the kind of comedy <laughs> I like. Uh, but there's a point where you can go overboard. But the first beer from Rodman's is the Rod Gussler, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a running joke, like from Adam, like you can't name the beers anymore. You're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I see it now. The full mast ale. <laughs> the guy comes in to buy a dildo because yes, called the accommodator because like the name of the bar is Rodman XXX and like all the beer name this. But uh, he's right next door to the the, the sex shop too. Sex shop. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of funny. The Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, Wilhelm's goes uh, down easy. <laughs> Check, please, Pilsner. On the chopping Bach. Perfect head, Porter. Yep, that's another one. Uh, teapot short in stout. Uh, Reinheit get bought red. Deutschland Dunkel. Fennes Flanders. On the hopping block. So a different one from the chopping back. Yeah. 
Rodman Stiff Stout. <laughs> Oz Belgian Blonde. Checks Mate Pilsner. Adel Weisenbach. Unter den Lager. Stout from the Hilltop. I remember that one. The limited supply of the Golden Surprise IPA. I thought that was funny that like the fourth episode that's on it's like not ever mentioned or anything. It's just up the board. Uh, the one that Stephen Rana 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 Zissi. I don't pronounce that name. Yeah, he fucking loved it. <laughs> triple play, triple. Stout, stout, let it all out. Sepulveda Pale Ale. Das Tut's Mere Light Lager. Even though Adam was very against light beers. Lagers. Or, or lagers. Yeah, he's, they take too long. Yeah, Lake Balboa Lambic. Some of these are just California-specific locations. That is a duplicate, like, sir. Like Sepulveda. Yeah. Late Checks Out Pilsner. Monk Monday Marzen. The Belgian Blonde Accommodator, now in bottles. And then Vice Power. <laughs> Vice Power! So yeah, those are the beers. I was trying to think of my favorite episode, but they all kind of blur together. I can't remember one from yeah. the other. I just watched it as if it's like a four-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it all in one sitting. I did like the tour bus one. Probably that one might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Monk Monday was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but the I think my best one was LA's Best Nose. Like when they were yeah, all doing yeah. the, the tasting competition and they were all just hanging out with their, their stuff. I think that was pretty fun. Yeah, oh, and then they had the pale guy giving people yeast so they don't get drunk. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I knew I liked that episode. Oh, that's pale. <laughs> like, that's pale. I take that yeast. That's great. And then they go to the urinal. I also sell cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he thought. Uh, <laughs> he thought. Yes. it's um, oh, great. Number seven, the seventh episode, I thought it'd be a little bit more in tuned with, you know, character development, but the racism yeah. from, but it just ended up being a shit, shit show episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The chick was hot, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, the racist guy threw me off. Yeah. I think I... They try to like make uh, I don't know maybe some comedy out of it, and it just wasn't funny. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it, it almost sounded like yeah. it could have been a perfect time for like that um, that Full House style of we're a comedy, but here's some serious bits that we can learn from. Nobody learned. Yeah, anything, exactly. Right? Yeah, nobody learned anything. It's almost no. like they were trying to do a Always Sunny type thing, where it's like. Everybody's an asshole and nobody cares about making each other feel bad and all that. Mm -hmm. It just didn't fit with the rest of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, always sunny. It makes sense because they're always, always assholes. Uh, then eight, I guess the end didn't really make sense. Like, how could they really do that? How could they? Yeah. I was going to try to have one of you guys explain to me what happened there. Like, how all of a sudden they just take over the brewery. Yeah. I get. Like, they got evicted, but how do you now own all of his beer and all of his supplies and everything? 
I think they said that Chewie and the monks signed off, but I didn't think they were equal partners. I no. thought it was still had to be the top two guys. So right. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, I was sitting there reeling the entire time. I was like, this doesn't this isn't right. You can't you can't do Just, that. <laughs> now this is Ari. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, though, after watching this I went online and I started pricing out what it takes to make uh, at least a one barrel system. Yeah. Uh, $7,500. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Mm. You probably need about a couple of Trump checks for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could buy the fermenter with a, with a Trump check. Guess so. That's a good start. Yeah. Maybe I'll take Allison's Trump check. <laughs> 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 take it and don't tell her uh, like, this is for a good cause so essentially <laughs> essentially I don't I don't know uh, there's a, just a lot of question marks the, uh, a lot of things are just not answered yeah. uh, there's not a lot there's development for the characters but you're still kind of curious as to who Chewie is um, you don't really know by the end of it um it's just a punchline most of the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't I, I don't know how anyone could be that stupid uh, in reference to Wilhelm. And second episode, when she has figured out that she is uh, underaged, end of series. Right? He should be yeah. going to jail. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and then he hires her to be a manager, also illegal. She works at Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Blackmailed, so put the person on the board. You can still go to jail. I mean, wh- what? Yeah, that whole storyline of her being underage seemed unnecessary. I don't understand why it was there. Right. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere, like, do anything. They, they resolved <laughs> it in, like, two minutes, and they're like, okay. Right, but I mean, I guess it also had to do with the whole love interest. Like, he turned her down because of her being underaged in the fifth episode. Yeah. Uh, he kept and throwing money at her. I'm like, what? That, that was awkward. Here, bonus. <laughs> cool, I'm going to open my own business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, another thing that was really weird was the one episode of... Uh, Becky, Elvis, and Adam having their two-way. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> she obviously was not interested. She was shopping for shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. So, yeah, I, I would give this show probably uh, uh, three out of ten Adams. <laughs> <laughs> or if we were going to go with our normal five rating, probably a 1.5 Adam. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say one point five to two atoms out of five. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. there's another part that I don't fucking understand. How do you work at a can distributor and not know what a fucking quad is? Yeah. That, yeah. And how is quad even like an offensive thing to call somebody or was say about quadriplegic? Quadriplegic. Yeah. It's yeah. it's what you are. <laughs> right. It's your medical term. Yeah. But he's that like, but it's, it's fine. I'm not a quad. I'm a paraplegic. Then why the fuck are you offended? 
What are you offended by? Yeah. And then another person who has a, le- a legitimate medical condition happens to pass out in your establishment and then you get fucking offended again and then they blackball you for all the cans. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. They just needed a reason to you be mm-hmm. to drive it towards going with the dildo bottles. Those dildo bottles were funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. They should have figured out. I like out a the conclusion one. of that, but I don't like the setup for it. Yes. Yeah. So dumb. I guess I got a free meal that day. <laughs> yeah. But do I recommend it? Maybe. We'll see how yeah. season two goes. If you, you have nothing else to watch, <laughs> you check run out, out of content. Yeah. I'm sure you have plenty of content out there. Mm-hmm. Or if you just like beer, craft beer in general. Just listen to more of our podcast. Yeah. Go listen to old episodes. Yeah, listen to us instead of watch that garbage. <laughs> Sign up for our Patreon. Watch this dumb video. You'll get video for this episode. Yep. Oh, we have we have a Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> when did we start that? <laughs> oh, pale. All right, that'll wrap up this episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash drink and geek out. Throw money at us. There's yeah, we could use your help. But we don't really need it. You, buy your own groceries. Don't give us money. Yeah, we don't yeah, we're <laughs> we probably disable the Patreon right now. I don't care. <laughs> if you're especially if you do not have a job right now, there's twenty two million people who are unemployed because of this. Exactly. So don't worry about sending us money on Patreon. If you do, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we'll turn it off. Dustin has Dustin has a great setup, anyways. I do. Like, we're good. You guys paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew how to make Patreon free, I would. Yeah. Actually, here's what you can do: just bypass Patreon and just email us directly. We'll send you whatever movie, whatever, <laughs> whatever podcast that's on the Patreon exclusive stuff. So we'll just send you that episode. How about that? A freebie for you. Pale I'll, Game of Thrones reviews. I'll send you all the Game of Thrones for free. Just email us. Yeah. Drink in, geek out at Gmail. I'll be sure I'll just clip this part out and I'll make sure that I just post this part as well that says, yes, if you want a specific episode that's on our Patreon, I mean, we can even list them out if you don't even want to go to our Patreon. You, want to, <laughs> so no, you can take the one. You, you guys don't we'll have do. anything else to do. You can all take the hard step work, to yeah. look at the. Yeah. Just let us know. <laughs> at least and... go to the Patreon. We'll do it. It's a it's technically a freebie. So anything on the list, uh, we'll just do a freebie for. If you want to tell us a beer to do or a topic or whatever, whatever's on the Patreon. I don't even remember. I don't. Pale even forgot we had one. So just whatever's on the list, tell us. We'll give you everyone's get everyone has a freebie. If you listen to the show, you have a freebie. <laughs> We're not gonna send you a shirt. No, 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 no shirt. No. Within reason, guys. Come on. <laughs> we'll play a drinking game or something. I think that's one of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do a drink game in your honor. Socially distanced. We'll we'll drink like uh out of our buttholes. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, for a hundred dollars on the Patreon, I put butt chug. I said within reason. <laughs> well, you usually do it anyway, so I figured why not get paid. That's oh. all in your only. 
That's <laughs> my only fan. That, that's it. The name of the site, the only fans. Yeah, if you want to check out feet pics and butt chugs, uh, go to <laughs> onlyfans.com slash Digo the Duke. You'll be able to find those. <laughs> I, I already sent you 50 bucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sorry that you enjoyed my feet pictures. Like I said, I promised freebies, so here we go. <laughs> Not that flexible. All right, off the rails. Let's end this. Yep, sounds good. All right, we got other episodes to do. Yes, we do. All right, for everyone here at the Drinking Geek Out Studios, Mikasa, Sukasa, Sukasa, other Casa, drink up. And geek out. And geek out. And geek out. We got it, guys. <laughs> Nailed that. that was our best one. Best one yet. <laughs> we didn't clap at the beginning to get all the sound sync. Oh, sorry. Let's, let's That's what again. they do on the virtual podcast I listen to. Drink up. <laughs> geek out. Geek out. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> no, you're supposed to clap at the beginning of the episode. Like We each record individually and clap at the same time so you know how to sync it up. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, I like doing this better. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's better.